As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bow and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bow and Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. This is what it's all about. We do daily podcasts for like two and a half weeks during training camp. We got all kinds of time for guests and nonsense. I will open up a two hour block. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday afternoon. Team week is here. We are days away from the open to the regular season. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here. As we uh, turn our attention to the Eagles season. Zach, we haven't talked in a while. The last pod was like six days ago. How you doing? I'm doing well. Excited for this pod. Excited for the season. It's uh, it's finally here. I missed you. Been... I missed doing the show with you. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Look, we'll have plenty of opportunities to do the show. We are... Uh, do you think... This... I mean, do, do you think it would be overkill? Like, what if we did, like... What if we did a show every single day? Like, five days a week all year long? Do you think that would be too much? No, I, th- I think it will only get better, frankly. Um, but uh, you think it'd be content overkill? I certainly hope not. Okay. Uh, but the, the, the season is here. It's like six it's days a- away from you. What? Are, like what? It's it's too season, long. The season is upon us, and there's so much to be excited about in Philadelphia, in particular. Yeah, let's like you know we spoke to Nick Sirianni about an hour ago. Mm. Uh, and it's like, all right, let's just let's just get the show on the road. There's 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 not much else to talk about at this point, right? You're not going to tell us who the starting safety is. We get that. You're not going to tell us who the pun- what the punting situation is. Although we assume you're going to elevate Sipas from practice squad unless you sign someone else to the practice squad who you then elevate. And not going to do that now. They the, they the did work out. It's already yeah. started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so it's it's like all right, Eagles, Patriots. Tom Brady week. Let's mm-hmm. let's get into it. Let's do it, right? Is Brady playing? He's not playing, but he's being honored. Mm. He's being honored. Yep. 
just as you feel like you honor him every time you strap up your, you know, your bootstraps. So you're trying to, you're trying to be the Tom Brady of what you do. Good Jalen Hurts story. Well, thank you. And in the vein of Tom Brady, whenever someone asks me what my favorite story is, you know what I say? The next one. The next one. Yes. Hmm. I appreciate you saying that about the Jalen Hurts story. You know, I was, uh, I've made that drive as we discussed up to Wilkes-Barre in March on a Thursday night. Mm, you've been and waiting to I, use. You've been waiting to make and, something out of that time. And yeah, I'm and sure, like like that that evening trip was probably the kind of thing where I'm guessing Emily was thinking, Zach, it's March. Do you need to be doing this right now? A thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand percent. Right? And, you get to, like, and you get to print down today's article and say, "See, this is what it was yeah. for." Yeah, it's a Thursday night in March, and it's <laughs> it's like. Who else is going? Well, no one else is going. And that's why I'm going, Emily. And, uh, <laughs> and she's like, you know, but Good yeah, I, it was, uh, it was it, when I heard Jalen's speech, I said right there, that's the tenor for the season. That's like, that's, that's the message. And so a lot's happened since that's then. That's going to be right? my week one story. That's going to be he, in there. He signed his, his uh, contract, you know, he, a Jordan endorser. There's, there's a lot that you were all over the Jordan thing. I mean, that's uh, that was a good call. I mean, you were all over that. You you, <laughs> you wrote about that years ago. A year ago, yeah. Harrison Kulik said, "Say Wilkesboro like that again, and we are fighting." Did I say it incorrectly? I actually don't know how to pronounce Wilkesboro. I thought it's Wilkesboro. Uh, is it Wilkesboro or Wilkesboro? Let's look it up. I just knew growing up, you know, as a Phillies fan. Scranton Wilkesbury. 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 Scranton Wilkesbury. Okay. Bo got it. All right. Thanks, Harrison. Wilkesbury. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Bradbury. So, That's how you can remember it. Like Bradbury. You're doing, yeah. You're getting. A, I'm getting a lot of feedback on the the mic moving. I just got to say. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a step back. Okay. That's why I've been holding the mic. You see, I'm. I'm gonna go back to holding it. I think the holding okay. is good for you. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fan of comedy. It's like you're, you know, you're up on the stage at the comedy cellar. Boom. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this, Zach. Uh, there, there is, I guess I could throw it to the Stone Cold Newsman because I think there's one interesting piece of news mm -hmm. that the Eagles released today. So uh, let me see if I can dig up the, uh, the graphic here because I'm, I'm, I'm running this bad boy myself and we'll uh, send it on over. To the Stone Cold Newsman from somewhere outside Philadelphia, Zach Berman on the scene. Nick Sirianni held a meeting in which he announced the captains for the Eagles. How many captains do you think they have? One on offense, one on defense, one on special teams. Maybe two on offense, two on defense, one on special teams. No, the Eagles, as a matter of fact, have... Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but nine captains. The captains are Jalen Hurts, Darius Slay, Jake Elliott, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and Fletcher Cox. This is the first time that Brown and Smith are captains. The other seven have been captains before. Elsewhere in the news, the Eagles brought back old friend Nicholas Morrow yesterday. Uh, he's back on the practice squad along with Tyree Phillips, 26 years old, 18 career starts, joins the practice squad. The Eagles released Taiwan Mullen. We hardly knew you, Taiwan. Brought him in last week. 
released him today. And Kyron Johnson, who is mm. Bo had him on the 53, and he's not even on the practice squad week one. But I imagine we'll see Kyron again. Uh, elsewhere, number news. I, I, I know this is uh, something that fans tend to eat up. Tanner McKee is now wearing number 19 for the Eagles. Aaron Sipos remains number 10. They both wore number 10 this summer. And then Keely Ringo takes number 22. Trey Sermon does not have 22 anymore. Trey Sermon's not on the on, on the roster. I did ask Eli Ricks last week if he was going to change from 39. He said he'll do it next year. Confident in Eli. Uh, that's a confident Eli. He's expecting to be here next year as well. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Thanks, Zach. Eli's coming. Um, Zach, if you have if you have nine captains, mm-hmm. that's that's seventeen percent of the roster. Is that too many? Who am I to say? I mean, I, I'm I'm not appalled by it. I, I know some people like think that's overkill. It's a captain. It's fine. It makes AJ feel good. Makes Devontae feel good. Well, you, you say that. I actually, I, I'm actually, I have a, a serious question here. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Well, well, first of all, what is your understanding of how the captain process happens under Nick Sirianni? Do the players vote on it and they take that into account? What is that? What's the deal? Yeah, I, I believe it's, it's it's voted upon. Yes, by their peers. Okay, now, do you believe that both AJ Brown and Devonte Smith reached the threshold for captaincy, mm. or do you think that one of them did? And Nick Sirianni, uh-huh. you know, locker room, uh, chem, you know, chemist that he is, knew that he could not make one of them a captain and yeah. not the other. It's like AJ Brown said, and appreciate us while you have us. Don't don't try to make it AJ versus Devontae. That could have some validity. Uh, I would like to think that they both got votes. I don't know what the voting threshold would be. Right. I, I mean, like it's probably there probably yeah. is no real threshold so that it allows for some, uh, you know, juking of the stats. But yeah, presumably it's not like, you know, it's not like the, uh, you know, when we watch the NFL top 100 crew come in and just give guys a, a list after practice to write down 25 names. I mean, you. I would think if you're naming captains, it's like you vote for three people or something like that. I don't know. So yes. it would be, I feel like it would be surprising if nine guys crossed that threshold, but you know, good on them. Yeah. I have no objection to them. I saw uh, Colorado the other day had uh, leaders and dogs, mm. right? Not captains. Which L's is better. And D's. Well, I think Deion Sanders said, you don't need to be a leader to be a dog and you don't need to be a dog to be a leader uh, or something like that. Um, so I don't know which one's better. You can I, 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 water, but you... I'd probably rather be a leader than a you dog. Look itself. Um, dog so, mentality. Yeah, I would. I, I would much rather be a leader than a dog, probably. Yeah. Okay. Although I, I would imagine the two don't have to be mutually exclusive. I'm gonna try to put this down again and just no, not touch, bad. just not touch the desk. Okay. okay. I mean, so I, like, I like, I like, I like stand-up comedian Zach. Now, uh, obviously, the uh, the live listeners will appreciate that uh, I am I am wearing the classic uh, pyramid scheme email shirt, the original, which you can still buy at uh, T Public, I believe. I don't know who, who knows how long that that site will still be up. So you know, get it get it while it's good. I would say. Get at, it while uh, it's good. I like that at the Birds with Friends T Public store. Um, anything else that you feel like we need to unpack about the current state of the Eagles before we step back and start? talking about our big picture thoughts as we head into the season for this Eagles team. No, 
<laughs> I think we've okay. we've 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 had basically daily pods throughout the summer. We have I don't think days. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I don't think there's uh, there's much more to un- unpack. I, later in the week, we'll get into the Patriots game. We'll see them at practice um, this week, and we'll have uh, a better understanding there. But you think week, Nick will send out was, Matt Patricia as a captain for this game? I I don't. I I imagine he's he's trying to. Um, find out more from Matt Patricia about the Patriots, right? But no, I, I don't think Matt Patricia is going to be a captain. Do you think Matt Patricia will get recognized on the screen at Gillette Stadium on Sunday? Do you think there will be like a, a thank you, Matt, for your work as offensive coordinator last year with Mac Jones? No, no. Okay, you? No, I don't anticipate that. Is either. the Brady is the Brady ceremony pregame or halftime? Someone asked me that uh, this weekend, and I don't know. Um, I certainly want to be in my seat to see it. So no one can see what your pants are doing? <laughs> All right, that, that's a ridiculous statement there. Uh, look, he's, he's the greatest football player of all time. So, uh, I mean, that's a, I feel like that's a shot at Christian Ellis, but. <laughs> so be it. I'll, I, I will tell Christian to his face <laughs> if need be. Okay. All right. Uh, we've, we've got our crystal ball Eagle season predictions uh, coming up in a little bit. Uh, we'll get we'll get to that later. Uh, you are defending a championship there, Zach, although. Wait, so, wait I, I didn't hear what you said. Say that again. I think a lot of people have been talking about, let's see if Zach can actually, right. you know, make some interesting predictions this year. Not instead of just saying, oh, I think uh, Josh Sweat's going to have eight sacks. Like, OK, let's, uh, you know, let's, all right. well, I gotta let's change play up the entertainment to- value of these a little bit. But, you know. Yeah, you, you tried to hit a few singles, and uh, Danez gave you a few singles. So uh, that's good for you. We'll see how you do this year. Um, but in terms of some big picture thoughts as we wrap wait, up the wait, summer, wait, and... but, but real quick, I I didn't hear what you said. I, there was feedback in my <laughs> mic. Can you just repeat it, just just so I? We'll get there. Hear. We'll get to the crystal ball deagle season predictions. Okay. That draft, yeah. Wait, one wait, of the no, but, one of the wait, least wait, prestigious who, of the. Wait, who won game. last year? I, I just want to clear that up. Who won last? You year? won that. I won. Oh, Cooper okay, and all the other you. stuff. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, big picture thoughts. Let me ask you this first. Yes. Compared to a month and a half ago, uh, you know, before training camp started, what is the thing Eagles related that you have changed your mind about the most? Hmm. That I've changed my mind about. I think. Or your or your opinion I've has evolved. Your yeah. Jalen Carter is legit, man. Mm-hmm. Um. I and, and shout out to Tim McManus, good piece yesterday on ESPN. Uh, I wish I yeah, wrote it. Very good story. Um, yeah, Tim did a good job there. Jalen Carter, I think. How much? Did, how much? Like, what percent of your day did that ruin? Look, I, I mean, Jeff McLean had a really good piece today in Mississippi. Went down to AJ Brown. Uh, what, the like the, the AJ Brown origin story. I don't say it ruins my day, but as a you know, as a prideful writer and a competitive person, you want to. You know, you want to be in on the action, right? So, yeah. Look, well, now you're bringing up too. I got to ask which which ruined your day more. Probably the Jalen Carter one. Hmm. Um, the AJ Brown one. You you have to go to the Mississippi, right? Like sure. That, that there's. Um, I mean, it's like a it's like a great cornerback sack. You know, you got to acknowledge that the other guys get paid yeah. too. They're going to make plays. You can't. You know, you can't make every. Oh, ab- play. absolutely. I, I'm I'm not disputing that. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm giving credit where it's due, but I'm saying you want to, yeah, you want to be the one who, who writes that story. So okay. uh, credit to him. But, but Jalen Carter uh, was, I, th- I thought post Ravens game, he really came on. Uh, so impressed with Jalen Carter. And then I see Steve Whitaker in the chat. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's Wilkes Berry. <laughs> Steve Whitaker says, I'd, I'd, I'd say blanket ship. That's, that's probably the thing that I, I would really need to kind of plant my flag, take the L and say that I've changed. When we were on this pod in August, or I'm sorry, July rather, I said it's going to be Sidney Brown and Terrell Edmonds. Uh, if, I mean, Reed Blankenship's their top safety by a, a wide margin. Did anybody say that Blankenship was definitely going to start week one? I believe you said that, yes. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I believe you I, said no, that. No, I'm having though. feedback. What was that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you said that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your pro, that, that's your kind of guy there. Um, blanket, that's a camp crush. Uh, that's right. So you've, you've always decidedly been in the drink my the milk every morning. That's not true. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- I'd say the blanket chip thing is where I've, I've changed my opinion. And, yeah, that's not really good. an opinion. That's you. You just saw how it played out. Like, unless your opinion is is changing that you like about how good you think he'll be. Yeah, look, I I thought the team was going to be really good this summer, like going into camp, and I still think they're going to be really good. Uh, that that part hasn't changed. They've avoided the type of injuries that could, you know, really. The injury thing is is interesting because obviously there is luck involved. Like that's it's it's that is a hundred percent true. We there's no way to know like what uh, factor there is there, but we do also have to acknowledge that like a lot of this is by design. The like the you know red green yellow practices they have. It's a lighter schedule. Mm-hmm. They're on the field shorter times. Their bodies are being monitored. All the sports science stuff. And the only serious injuries they suffered were all in games. Um, like the most significant practice injury was Patrick Johnson and he missed a week and a half for, you know, two weeks. Um, There's no doubt that as we expect, you know, some bad injury luck to befall this team at some point, because they were so healthy last year, you know, knock on wood so far. So good. Yeah. Agree. And they need to keep that going for sure. Uh, But you, you know, as Howie said, it would be naive to expect that to remain the case. So we'll see. But I think that the fact that they're healthy, the fact that Jalen, AJ, Devontae, Dallas all looked really good this summer would give me optimism that, that this team's going to be a well-oiled machine. What about you? So you took my answer. My, my answer is Jalen Carter. Um, okay. Because entering camp, I, you know, I would have, and through the first half of camp, I was, you know, saying the same thing about, the expectations for rookie defensive tackles have to be really held in check. Um, you know, Quinn and Williams had two and a half sacks as a rookie. These guys, you know, Dexter Lawrence, close to the same thing. These guys who are the best in the league at doing what the Eagles want Jalen Carter to do have taken time. And it's not like those were developmental, you know, prospects. Those were also guys who were highly drafted from championship winning programs, right? Um, and it's not, it's not that, um, you know, I have seen the flashes from Jalen Carter, which I have. Um, it is like it's it's the feeling that you that is clearly there in the building from the front office, the coaching staff, 
and the players, like they all believe that that this guy's ready to be really, really good right away. Um, and and I, that has to mean something to me. So uh, that my opinion of of expectations for Jalen Carter have changed. And at this point, you know, I would be disappointed if he doesn't have at least five sacks, something like that. So let me ask you this: if if the Eagles traded up to the number one overall pick, okay, and took Jalen Carter, would you feel? Would you have felt differently about how his season would play out? Like, would you have had the same skepticism going into training camp? Uh, I mean, I would have. I would have. I mean, not not the the exact same, but I would have had. I would have said the same thing about just the historical precedent for sure. that position. And 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 the reason I I ask is because that's the type of prospect we were talking about when they drafted him is a yeah, number so one, number two, Williams. number three player. Sure, he went third sure. overall and was said to be the best non-quarterback in the draft. Right, that's true. Yeah, fair enough. That's the one that that keeps coming back to me. Um. So yeah, I mean yeah, of course. I, I it doesn't and it doesn't change what my expectations were at the start of camp for his career or the arc of his rookie contract. It's just that recent history tells us that it takes some time and maybe it won't for him. Yes, absolutely. We'll uh, all right. Uh, let's, let's talk a little Jalen hurts, Zach. Um, we've talked ad nauseum over the years about how he keeps getting better every year. You know, he played the best game of his career in the Super Bowl. Uh, if he's going to get better in 2023 you know if he's going to uh not just smell the smoke but get to the other side what does he need to do what 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 will constitute you know Jalen Hurts making a leap in your mind so I paid less attention to the high watermark and more attention to the baseline like the baseline mm, you, love each you love the baseline deal <laughs> have I used this on the show before I only like you know every other week or something like that okay that's okay. Not for Jalen Hurts. It's, it's, it's a, this is like a life philosophy for you. It's a good. It's good. Oh, okay, okay. All right, that's what you mean. Now, yeah, haven't used yeah, it yeah. For Hurts, but okay. not for Hurts. No. Yeah, with uh, with. And what uh, are your what are your realistic expectations for him this season? Well, we'll we'll get to that in the next segment, right? I, I don't want to. Oh, okay. Because uh, I have a Hurts. I have a Hurts item there. Okay. Uh, what Bo's referring to is I'm I'm fascinated by the concept of. And it's actually something I've heard Malcolm Gladwell and Adam Grant talk about. Um, like typical Adam performance, Grant Grant, Adam. Adam Grant, typical performance versus optimum performance, right? Like what's more important, someone at their best or someone on a typical day? In other words, like if you wanted to, to see how good our show is, okay, would you say, Bo, Zach, give me your best show, or I'm going to pick a random day and see what your show was like that day? What's a better indicator of the of of performance, right? And uh, so, in Jalen Hurts' case, we know he could be spectacular, right? We've seen that. What I am curious about is how does he look uh, on like the off day or the mediocre day? Like, is the mediocre day still doing enough that he's winning you games? Uh, that to me is is what I want to see when when the the baseline is so high that simply having him on the field gives you a chance to win that game. Uh, and I thought he was, you know, at that point really last year, 
And we're going to see it this year because their schedule is much more difficult. There are going to be weeks when the quarterback on the other side of the ball is, and you know, I don't want to offend um, all the Jalen Hurts fans out there, but this is just the reality. You can make compelling arguments that the quarterback on the other side of the ball is the superior quarterback on, on that day. Not definitively, but you know, whether you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about Josh Allen, um, you know, they're, they're going to see really good high level quarterbacks this season. Uh, so that's, that's something that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see with, with the, which Allen hurts in particular. What about you? I don't know if I agree with the, the, uh, like optimal performance versus baseline performance deal. I get okay. for, for like, um, you know, I'm hiring like a, an analyst or something like that. Sure. But if we're talking about like a, a professional athlete, I care more about the, give me the ceiling. Um, you know, like Jalen Hurts is playing his best game on the biggest stage of his life mattered more than what he did in week seven. Hmm. Um you see, it's interesting because I've spoken to coaches who say what they care more about is like the consistency, the reliability. Course, like, you that's know what, what the coaches are going to care about because that's their yeah. whole deal. And that's and that I mean, that yeah. is like literally that is what Jalen Hurts is designed to do is to be the same thing every day. Like this is you are you are like speaking his language here. But I don't know. I think I, yeah. I mean, I want to know who's got the dog in him. Like I, I, I rise to the occasion. I feel like that. I feel like that's a that is a thing. So <laughs> to quote my old friend. Chip Kelly. You, see, you don't rise to the occasion. You sink to the level of your preparation. You sink to your training. Exactly. Okay. Yes. That's fine. But like, you know, give me somebody who performs in the, in the, under pressure. Someone performs under pressure. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah. That's um, yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's like, uh, and also I think if you want to hire Bo and Zach, I think you watch the Ospreys. <laughs> uh, Willie Burton. On the Sixers had that fifty-one point game, right? You know, are you taking Willie Burton over someone who's yeah? Hasn't but was hit that 50? Game Seven of the NBA Finals? Okay, fair point. What Mike Miller hit seven threes, I think, in 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 a, okay. in a game clinching game of the NBA. Nick Finals. Foles played the best game of his life yes. in the Super Bowl. All right, so all right, so so, so, good. so 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 that's a good one, right? Because uh, before I came on on this show, you and Sheila used to always talk about. Nick Bowles being a high variance quarterback. And I, mm. I, I remember writing a story at the Inquirer at the time when Carson Wentz was <laughs> the other guy, right? About the amount of times that Carson Wentz's passer rating like dipped below, I think it was 80 and went above maybe 100. And like most of his games were within there, you know, whereas Nick Foles was, was all over the place. Right. And like, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have the guy? Who looks like that in the Super Bowl, but then could also like have the, right. the clunker that he had against the Raiders. I don't know. I, I would personally rather have the consistent performance, but it's it's a fascinating debate, and it and it applies. I, I think to all all lines of work. That's why it's a question that I'm I'm really curious about. And I think oh well, yeah, that's really my point. Is I feel like it's your answer wouldn't be the same for every job you were hiring for. Sure. You know drop a banger every now and then it's okay if you write a if it's okay if you write a uh rick lovato will be the eagles long snapper <laughs> for the foreseeable future and hit publish as long as some other times you got some good ones 
I suppose so. Yes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to rip on that Rick Lovato story, but you have had many good ones. Okay. Uh, well, you mentioned Carson Wentz, and so let me let me uh, phrase the question to you this way. Um, like, if you are, if you know, if, if you had talked to us in in 2018, the expectation was that that Carson Wentz was going to remain one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, if one of the two principal characters for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts or Nick Sirianni, is going to turn out to be a mirage. Is gonna is gonna you know clock's gonna strike midnight. One of these guys is gonna turn into a pumpkin. Who is more likely, do you think, to to lose the magic of last season, Jalen Hurts or Nick Sirianni? So what would that look like with Nick Sirianni? That's 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 what I was curious about with this question. Um, I think with Nick Sirianni, it would look like is it is it uh, his force of personality uh, sort of wears on like you know his message stops being fully bought in in the locker room. Maybe Jalen Hurts becomes uh, or somebody else becomes a dominant personality on the team. He becomes less aggressive on game day and, uh, you know, loses a little bit of offensive design magic and, you know, is out of the job in two years or something like that. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I really like Nick, and I think he's an outstanding coach. But between the two, I, I and, well, I and with Jalen, and with Jalen, we'll say, uh, you know, he his his interceptions go way up. Yeah, you know, he cut those in half last year. He starts fumbling a little bit more, um, and also he cannot avoid getting injured. Yeah, yeah, I I think uh, I'd probably go with Nick in in, in this case because. You know, man, being a head coach is hard as it is. Uh, and when you have like. There you go trying to humanize these guys. <laughs> when you have these types of expectations on the team and you face the gauntlet that they face. Right. And you, they were so good last year. And how do you like if I mean, think about it this way. They can be 11 and six and one of the best teams in the in, in the NFL. And it's like, what happened, Nick? You know, uh, or you know, they they could be rolling, but they but they lose twice to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys win the division. And it's like, Nick, did you underachieve? You know, it's it, it's like the I feel as if the bar is so high. And hey, look, welcome to the NFL. That's it. That's that's how it goes. You you make the Super Bowl. You go fourteen and three. Um, <laughs> the standard is the standard, right? Nobody cares as as. Mike Tomlin would say, but yeah, I, I think that the, the bar is so high for Nick Sirianni that, uh, unless Jalen hurts gets injured, I think we're probably looking at, uh, if things don't go well, it's like, uh, well, it, it's, it's like, it's like you said, did, you know, his Nick's message wearing thin, that kind of thing. I think things are going to go well, but I think of the two, Nick has the better chance of, of kind of being on that side of the, of, the, of the ledger, if you will. I think that I would answer it that generally speaking, like one of these guys totally collapsing, it's probably more likely that Jalen Hurts just keeps getting injured. Like, I think that is a possibility um, on the timeline. If we, if we move away from that, I do think like, you know, you see how much, Nick wears it, right? Like, yes. 
You know, I mean, it's the first press conference of the year. It's, it's Tuesday week one, and he already looks exhausted. Um, so, like, I could see just the marathon so do I, so. of, of <laughs> like, being a football coach, getting to him at some point. Uh, I mean, you know, it's the thing he loves most in the world, right? But, like, he he takes things hard. Um, and, you know, he's burning the midnight oil. I could, I could see yeah. a possibility where, you know, he gets to his uh, Sean McVay situation where he's like, do I really want to keep doing this anymore? Um, I think that's a possibility. And I do think that if things go badly, you know, some injuries hit and the team is four and six or something like that. I don't think it's crazy to think that, that maybe his, you know, rah, rah message loses a little bit of steam in the locker room. I think that's possible. That's as you said, you know, being a head coach is hard. Um, But I do think that, and also we should say like, you know, he did lose both coordinators it's a possibility mm-hmm. that those guys just turn out to not be as good. And we get the whole uh, brain drain conversation repeated ad nauseum again. So, yeah, I would say that I think it's more likely that Nick takes a, a major step back than Jalen does. But I also agree that I don't think that that's like uh, something that's definitely going to happen to, to either of them. Yeah, I, I, I would I would gamble on 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 neither one becoming a pumpkin. Well, you would win that bet because, like, they would have to take it literally. Fair enough. But Fair probably, enough. I mean, uh, the payouts would be very small. Very small. Agreed. Okay. Uh, well, we, we just mentioned new coordinators, Zach. On defense, um, I'll give you a chance to, uh, you know, ride the bus or <laughs> take the car, whatever it is. I think I know where this um, is going. Last year, uh, you know, for the for all the Jonathan Gannon discussion. This this team led the league in sacks, fourth in EPA per drive. Uh, they were very very good. This year, after all the turnover that they had, you know, new starters in safety, new starters at linebacker, replacing Javon Hargrave, older players at some key positions. What to you would constitute success for the Eagles' defense in 2023 yeah. under Sean Desai? Yeah, you see, I I have a hard time with this question because. I don't think it looks like what it did last year. And I, I think that I don't think you're, you're going to get the same same volume of sacks because I think the game situation, the game scripts are going to be different and they're facing, they're facing better quarterbacks this year. Uh, so I think it's, it's like the Supreme court line about pornography, right? You know, it when you see it and I think we'll know if this is a, this and is you a know it defense. because it's in a folder labeled Saban and Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> no such folder exists. Uh, I would say to answer your question succinctly, how they perform against the best teams. Um, you know, I, if there's a charge against Gannon's defenses that I would agree with, and the, it's, it's that they feasted on bad quarterbacks and struggled against good quarterbacks. And the caveat is there's a reason why good quarterbacks are good quarterbacks. Like if, if Patrick Mahomes could be stopped, then I'll, then like every team would stop them, right? But I just think that there was there was a a two year sample size of the way they played against high level quarterbacks compared to <laughs> mediocre or below average quarterbacks. And I so I think that the measure of this year's team will be the way they perform in those games against, like I said, Mahomes and Allen, Rogers, if Rogers stays healthy. Uh, Prescott twice, right? I mean, Prescott's performed. He performed well against those those Gannon defenses. 
Uh, I mean, let's see. Tua has some weapons at his disposal, you know. Uh, and when Tua was pre-injury last year, Tua was on. So, so I think there's probably quarterbacks that I'm missing in there. But my my point is 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 how how they play against those teams. I think will show me the fitness of this defense. That stretch after the bye, right? At Kansas City, home against Buffalo, home against the Niners, at Dallas, at Seattle. That five-game stretch that everybody is already looking at as like season-defining in a way, that's when you want to see if the defense has something else up their sleeve, right? Um, I expect you know, the third down plan to be a little bit more uh, interesting and mm. uh, less... And what does that look like to you? Uh, I think it looks like different coverages, more, more blitzing, uh, or at least, you know, hiding who the, who the rushers are. Um, I think it's, I think it's, um, I don't want to lose sight of my main takeaway from the Super Bowl, which is that, you know, at the highest level, defenses don't matter that much. And, and I think that's true. It's so simplistic, but okay. Of course it is. But and what I mean by that is like the the um, taking it too far with the like the Vic Fangio idea of of you know and the the Brandon Staley Jonathan Gannon like let's let's just eliminate big plays and let's just force the let's make them you know consistently move the ball down the field and score in the red zone and in the long run that's going to pay off that's true. I think that is a bad strategy against Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and the best quarterbacks in the league. I think the best quarterbacks are better than they ever have been. And if you're going to force them to be patient, they will be patient. I think you need to invite some variance against the best teams and hope that you get a big play. Um, I think that's what I think that's what matters in those big games. Um, so I want to see them be a little bit more unpredictable. Um, in those big games. And so I would, you know, I, I think that it will be sort of an eye test thing. Like you're talking about, if I'm going to have to define it, I would say that expecting that this defense is going to need, you know, some time to coalesce with a new coordinator and all these new pieces. Let's just say, you know, the, they've got the buy in week 10. If they are a top 10 defense by EPA per drive or DVOA, or whatever you want to use the second half of the season, that's what it's all about. Like entering this team being better, entering the playoffs. I think that will be, that will be success given what, what they have on defense. Well said. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you to an extent on your point about the defenses that will offense clearly matters more. I think, I think there's five clear. captains on offense and three on defense. <laughs> I think defense clearly matters, but uh, I, I hear your point And I think you stated that. I think you stated that well. And I think, the standard can't be the statistical performance from last year. It needs to be kind of the aggregate performance relative to their schedule and the way they play in those games. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Zach, let's get to the Crystal Bald Eagle predictions. Let me see if I can... Uh, Which was up. won by whom last year? Well, let me see if I can pull up these like you know wild predictions oh. that you hit that were so, uh, so impressive. You can't go broke making a profit, yeah, right? Well, isn't that what, isn't that uh, what Jalen says? I'm going to hope that, you know, I think we should have Danes on the show on Friday. Let's hope that he's a little bit more punitive with your, uh, you know, singles predictions this year. Uh, you know, he had you at uh, a six pointer for an Eagles assistant gets a head coaching job this offseason. And now, I, by the way, I, I don't know. You, you should get that point because we should take you literally here. You said an Eagles assistant gets a head coaching uh, job in two days. Yeah. Two I days. think I should get so two points. I feel I like that it. shouldn't count. Um, you had uh, you missed on the Eagles don't have a winning record against AFC South and NFC North teams. And you missed on Jalen Hurts rushes for at least a thousand yards. You hit on the aforementioned assistant one. Uh, you hit on the Eagles have two players reach 1,000 receiving yards. Again, given too many points uh, of credit by Deniz. And you had the Eagles reach at least 40 sacks and the Eagles win a playoff game. Uh, I had the Eagles have at least 12 plays of 40 yards or more. That was the only one I hit. I had uh, Dallas Goddard finishes as a top three uh, fantasy tight end. It seems like that's a prediction I make every year. I, I assume I will not hit again. Uh, Fletcher Cox says something about Carson Wentz. A Titans receiver is flagged for responding to C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Devontae Smith has two touchdowns in the same playoff game. And Doug Peterson and the Jaguars win in the link in week four, uh, either by a lot or by a last-second touchdown. So there you go. Uh, would you like to go first this year as, as the defending champion, Zach? Sure. Okay. Uh, my first one here, and I'm pulling my, my work up here, is... Jalen Hurts sets the single-season passing touchdown record. In the NFL? No, for the Eagles. Uh, That will be breaking. I I was going to say, you finally went bold. That's a good one. but That will be breaking Carson Wentz's record of 33 touchdowns set in 2017. Uh, Jalen Hurts, for as prolific as he was, not a very prolific touchdown passer. He had 22 last season. Okay, so you're talking about in order to break it, he would need to get the 34. So you're looking at a 12 touchdown 
increase. That's that's pretty significant. Um, uh, given the way they played last year. Now, what this is 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 going to require is it's going to require Jalen Hurts throwing the ball more than running the ball in the red zone, which Dallas Goddard uh, on the part of my take podcast said is going to happen. So uh, that's my first bold one. And I think that is fairly bold to predict someone setting the single season franchise record, the storied franchise that's existed for, for uh, 70 something plus years um, or longer than that, actually. Um, yeah. Since what? 33. So almost, almost 90 years. Um, yeah. This I, is I, a good I, one. By, this is a good one by you because uh, it, it, it is not as bold as you are proclaiming it to be, but you might get some points for that. I, I think Dennis is too yeah. smart to fall for that. No. But, oh, you don't think he's too smart? No, I think he's very <laughs> smart. He's dumb? I, no, I think he would nah, give that to dumb. That's a I bold. Th- I, I think no. I think when he's the I one think he would in control of how many points you're going to get here. No, I um, I think I think I think I you like people I for think, You call him dumb. I think Professor Selman is very smart. I'm saying, if wow. you're saying something is going to happen that Dumb has not is. happened since the franchise has, was founded in 1933. Yeah, of course. Like, of course, the passing rates and uh, and, and mean, passing. Come on. Statistics 19, from 1935 1933. should be relevant here. This is like, this is a, this is a bull take. So like, listen, is, I, I think, I think this is good because, you know, obviously, uh, the passing environment is better than it's ever been. Uh, you're talking about 12 more touchdown passes than he had last season. They're going to be in presumably closer games at the end of uh, games this year. So they're going to be more passing opportunities in the second half. You expect that he's not going to have quite as many passing or, or touchdown runs himself this year. So as you said, they're going to, they're going to pass a little bit more in the red zone. I think it's a good one. I think it's, it's bold ish. I don't think it's crazy, but it's, it's a good start. That's a good All one right. for you. I like it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my boldness, so, okay. Okay. Now, uh, you're going with, with one that, that you think is bold. I'm going with one that's even bolder. This is something that has never happened in the history of the NFL. Okay? Oh, goodness. Uh, I believe, I think there is a, a chance here that one of the greatest streaks in NFL history is broken this year. Since the dawn of time, the New York Jets have never, ever oh, beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in a regular season game. It has never happened. This is the longest standing offer uh, head-to-head in NFL history. I believe in week six, I think it is, that then the, when the Eagles go up the uh, turnpike to the New York Jets for the first time in NFL history, the Jets will beat the Eagles. This is not bold at all. What are you okay? talking about? It's never happened. This is, this is not bold at all. A matter of fact, I'm trying to see it here. It never happened. Uh, so I I would bet that, and well, I can't find the point spread for that game. It's the greatest streak in sports. There's a chance that like the Jets might be favored in that game. Okay. The Jets are home. The Jets are loaded this year. They got Aaron Rodgers. It's never okay? happened. The Eagles are playing in the on the West Coast the week before. All right. The Jets schedule here. Let me pull up the Jets schedule. All right. Let me pull up how old the Earth is. <laughs> okay. The Jets play four point um, five billion yeah. years old, and it's never happened. Come on. 
I mean, I think mine was much more bold, but fine. We'll have a distinguished professor from the finest university in the Ivy League to litigate this wow. for us. First so. you called Dana's dumb. Now you're mm-hmm. saying Coach Flynn works at a dump. Like, <laughs> Not saying was- that either. Not saying that either. I take a lot of pride in Philadelphia. Always said that. Stand by that. Okay. You're up. You get the uh, okay. your second prediction. Okay. Staying on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon, or not bandwagon, uh, theme here. Okay. Jalen Hurts is the Eagles' leading rusher this season. Mm. That is a bold one. Okay. And that's a bold one because there are very smart people, Bo included, who think that Jalen Hurts is going to stop running so much. That he got he, he got the extra digits in the contract, and all of a sudden the team's going to say, "Hey, we need to make sure that you're healthy, so don't run so much." And I'm saying, if you're signing up for the Jalen Hurts experience, you're signing up for the Jalen Hurts experience. And I'm saying that this committee backfield is going to they're going to dilute the carries. That it's all going to be split up, maybe 500 here, 400 there, 600 there. That Jalen Hurts, when he gets his 750 rushing yards, leads the Eagles in rushing at the end of the season. Okay. I think that would be bad. I think that would be I think that would be a bad sign for the health of the franchise if Jalen Hurts leads the team in rushing. But uh, I guess you're right. Embrace the uniqueness of his game. Well said. That's a I good think, line. Do you believe? Do you believe that they want this running back backfield to be a timeshare, or do you yeah. think they have they have brought in guys and thrown bets, uh, you know, diversified bets, and hope that one of them takes over the backfield? No, I I think they. I think they they want the committee approach. I, I think they 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 want the as Nick Sirianni said today. He had his role meeting where he goes over the role of every player on the team. I think he wants all these guys to have certain roles, and I think that's the way this is going to play out. So uh, I thought you put it well. The there was a piece on the Athletic recently where it was like the fantasy football question for every team, and the word you used was plurality. And I think we need to be thinking in terms of plurality instead of majority, because I don't think anyone's going to take the majority of the snaps at that position for the Eagles. I think, I think by the second half of the season, they want to have a guy. Interesting. Okay. Um, I just like when Doug settled on Josh Adams. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, I just, uh, first of all, it's like, it's a lot to, uh, it's a lot to handle. It's like, it's an extra thing to have to do on game day. Right is figure out who's going to be in on the field at what time, um, and then you're also you're also worried about okay we've, we've got <laughs> we've got eight games worth of tendencies so like we use these guys at this time and then and then you got to worry about breaking those tendencies. Um, I think I think it's going to be a lot easier on them, and I think what they want is for one of the bets to hit. Like if DeAndre Swift looks awesome, they're not going to pull him off the field for you know, Kenny Gainwell, just because they want to split the reps. If Rashad Penny is staying healthy and looks as good as he, as he has at a, on a per carry basis with the Seahawks the last two years, I think they want to feed him the ball. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. 
but also, you know, they have these guys and maybe you lean on one one week and a guy gets hurt and you lean on another guy the next week. We'll see. But okay. I think the the part of this conversation that I, I really need to reinforce, okay, is that it's not just a health thing with Jalen. He is a really good runner of the football. Yeah. Right. And so your so like your chances of succeeding as an offense improve significantly. When you use him as a running threat, that's the that's a very it. good point. We, we probably understate that. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. historically great at running the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, I was uh, they had the uh, the Super Bowl on on NFL Network, I think last night or the night before, and I was watching just the first couple drives. Yeah. Oh, what a football guy thing right there! Watching um, the Super just, Bowl, yeah. Um, yeah. And like you know, there's like that that one drive, that one carry he has on the opening drive, where it's just like. Uh, you know, Devontae Smith, like sort of kind of blocks a guy for half a second and he just gets like 11 yards, right. gets a first down. Like that stuff is so valuable. Um, yeah. And he does it. He does it in a way in which most of the time he's able to keep himself from getting hit. So, yeah, you don't you don't want him to pass up those easy yards. I think that's fair. Uh, OK, uh, this is not the most exciting one, so I'm going to get it off off the schneid now. Um, but I think I think this is a thing we've seen happen before. And I think there are some possibilities out there. Uh, an ex-Eagle who did not spend the summer with the team ends up playing at least one game for the Eagles in 2023. That is that is not even a single. That That's a bunt. What right? are you talking that about? Is a, that that's is not a, a bunt. bunt. No, an it's ex, not. So, there aren't that so many. Basically, so basically they go back to the well for, for, for someone who wasn't in training camp? Yeah. I mean, come on. There aren't that many guys. Come on. like that's, I don't think it happened last year. Come on. I mean, that's like when they brought back Marvin Wilson during training camp this year. It, come on. No, it's not. He's he's on the practice squad. He's not being asked to play a game. Here's my question to you. Uh, Grant Calcaterra suffers a season-ending injury. It's the trade deadline. What are you willing to send to the Arizona Cardinals for Zach Ertz? Well, for me, I mean, he's a good quote. So God, I like Zach. What a what a what a brutal monkey's paw situation for Zach Ertz. Uh, yeah. The guy's been wishing to get traded his whole like for like years. It's like, okay, send me to a send me to a first place team. And since then, the the way that those two roads have diverged, like you saw the you see the look on his face in that Jonathan Gannon speech. The poor guy must must just. <laughs> meanwhile, they're meanwhile like the Eagles are gassing up the core four. Like it could have been, it could have been like yeah. the five and five. Like what a, what a tough situation for Ertz. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there, um, and it's a shame, right? Because he 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 wanted to finish his career here. They just did not want to pay him. So, mm-hmm. I, look, I I I don't think that's a very bold take, but we'll let Professor Selman be the judge of that. Um, okay, you're up. I am six. up here. Okay, so this. This next one here is the Eagles use more than one punter this season. Mm. I would say that this is <laughs> even shorter odds than the Jets winning a home game. <laughs> I mean, this is them saying this is them making it a the this is them saying that we need to make a change here. We're not satisfied with our motion. What happens last year happens and he gets and he gets hurt. And he gets injured. Right. Yeah. Right. But how often do punters get injured? I, I don't know. Once a year? <laughs> Very seldom. Yeah. No, I, I I think this so this so this is what I'm throwing out there to you. Okay. Yeah, I would I would I would go low on this one, okay. but that's okay. It's a good okay. one. Um 
at some point this season, Zach, whether it's when he's mic'd up on the sideline, whether it is during a press conference or during a radio hit, something like that. At some point this season, Nick Sirianni will double down and repeat the line that Jalen Hurts really trusts Jack Stoll. <laughs> uh, I hope Nick listens to this because uh, I can see him having fun with that one. Yeah, that look, there, there's there's got to be some type of scenario in which that <laughs> you love that line. So sure, sure, let's let's put that one out there. That is very specific. Thank you. Okay. Um, this one here, this is a a very high degree of not happening. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, so I putting this out here, I don't think it's going to happen, but. Look, I'm, 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 I'm swinging for some points here. And that is the Eagles lose back-to-back games more than once this season. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. And so you're, you're talking about at least four losses this team would have in that, in, in that situation and that the losses wouldn't be scattered, but would be, you know, would, would be those, like the sky is falling in Philadelphia type things, right? If this team loses back-to-back games, Oh, you know, that, that there's a lot of, uh, you know, what, what to you looks like the most likely back-to-back loss, the second most likely after chiefs bills. Um, and let's say discounting either side of that. Okay. Um, what do you think is the most likely back-to-back loss situation? Let's I'll run through it really quickly at Patriots week one home versus Minnesota at Tampa Bay home versus Washington at Los Angeles. At the New York Jets, home against the Dolphins. At Washington, home against the Cowboys. Then you got the bye, Kansas City, Buffalo. Then you've got home San Francisco, at Dallas, at Seattle, home Giants, home Cardinals, at Giants. I think uh, out, outside of the Kansas City, Buffalo, I mean, that stretch there, the, the, at, the at Dallas, at Seattle, or, or, or maybe they – they lose the Dallas, lose the Kansas City, beat Buffalo, then lose the San Fran and Dallas. Right. I don't know that. Yeah, that that stretch to me would would be the one that that jumps out to me. Yeah, I think that's right. The first uh, and I, and uh, I was going to talk about this in our sort of season long predictions or at the end with our our final record predictions, but that first half of the season, like the you know the the getting needs to be good. Yes, I, I feel like if they are. I mean, definitely less than six and three, but probably even six and three would feel like a bit of a disappointment with that opening nine game stretch. You know, it's the National Football League. Any given Sunday, anybody sure. can do anything. But just given the expectations, given the quality of the roster, I feel like I feel like if they're not at least seven and two, it would feel like a little bit of a disappointment. Sure. Sure. I am I'm with you there. And I think that's we said it when the schedule came out. They they need to pile up wins early because those wins are going to be harder late. Hmm. All right, I'm going to point you towards that Week 13 game, Zach. The uh, I would say the like the rivalry game. This this rivalry that has been fashioned out of tears uh, on one side. Home against the San Francisco 49ers. In that game, the Eagles will 
get the ultimate measure of argument-ending bragging rights. In that game, they will defeat the San Francisco 49ers despite having to play a backup quarterback. The Eagles are playing a backup quarterback. Now, I, I don't know if that means that that quarterback will play the whole game, okay. if Jalen Hurts will get knocked out of the game, but in that game, the Eagles will win despite Ooh. a backup quarterback throwing at least one pass. I mean, that would have to that be like the ultimate um, eat your word, San Francisco. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or That's to take that a step further. Yeah, what if the emergency quarterback goes in that game? Right. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden they're like, the Eagles won because of the rule that we got instituted. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Thank you. Two left. Uh, it's very specific, too. Uh, two left here. So the Eagles will lose two director level or higher front office executives this offseason. So how many got how many how many people are director level or higher in the front office? There's about like eight, six or eight of them. Um, but you're talking about that's a, a a pretty you know notable brain drain there. If you lose two guys who they've really tried to kind of promote from within here, develop their talent. Can we can we specify for the purposes here that these are for promotions? And it's yes. not just all right, good off, one. It's, it's not, not just contracts expiring. Yeah, fair enough. So basically, you are basically get you are predicting that at least two people will be hired at the assistant GM level, at least yes. elsewhere. Why don't Correct. we clarify it that way? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I think this front office has become, for lack of a better term, the envy of the league, or one that, that the league really uh admires and respects. And I think there's a lot of good young talent. And as you astutely pointed out, when we had this conversation back in the spring, there weren't as many GM openings this season for there to be that type of uh, change, kind of the assistant GM level. Uh, typically a year, the year after there's not a lot of GM openings, there are a lot of GM openings. And when there are GM openings, assistant GMs come in. And I think there's a lot of good young talent in this Eagles front office. Okay, so there are 13 people at the director level, no, 14 uh, in football operations. I can read them down to you. you. You tell me if you had to put your turkeys on one of these people being uh, an assistant GM or, or GM elsewhere, who it would be. So you got Katie David, football operations director. Jeff Scott, director of football operations. Dan Ryan, director of team travel and football logistics. James Gilman, director of football analytics. Good podcast with Fran Duffy, by the way. Did you listen to that? Did not. I have to that listen to that one. Uh, Kevin Doherty, Director of Football Operations, or Video Operations. Adam Barry, the twin brother of Andrew, Director of Football Operations and Strategy. Connor Barwin, Director of Player Development. Paul Lancaster, Senior Director of Player Engagement. Now you get to the, uh, the higher level. Jake Rosenberg, Vice President of Football Administration. Bryce Johnston, Vice President of Football Transactions and Strategic Planning. Patrick Dolan, Vice President of Football Technology. Greg Delamitros, Vice President of Equipment Operations. <laughs> Anthony, okay, so uh, then, you got Dom, then you got Alec Hallaby, Assistant General Manager. John Ferrari, Assistant General Manager. 
And then you go to the scouting staff. Yeah, I was thinking more of the scouting yeah, staff. I know you are. I know you. I know okay. you are. Okay. Uh, well, this is actually harder to find on the. Uh, okay, Dave Caldwell, Matt Russell, Anthony Patch, Brandon Hunt, Charles Walls, Alan Walking, and Phil Baya. And Max Gruder, director of pro scouting. Yeah. Uh, so I think Brandon Hunt, Charles Walls, um, Alan Walking are three guys to pay attention to there. Uh, I think Al Calby is someone to pay attention to for potential GM openings, right? Because uh, his next step wouldn't be assistant GM. His next step would be GM. And if the Eagles continue on this track, I think that's that's certainly something to watch. Um, but I, I I would say Hunt, Walking, and and Walls are the three guys I would be mindful of in in that spot for the assistant GM jobs. Okay. I think Halliby, you're I, I think you're right that, that yeah. that's the most likely yeah. general manager hire. Yeah. yeah. And, and and look, he's he's been a part of a really successful front office here. He's he's been close to it. He thinks uh he thinks you know differently, thinks creatively, and he's 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 been exposed to to you know to, to a, a lot of different ways of thinking here. Um yeah, I I think he 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 will be on lists. Well, and I also think from the perspective of the way you described it before if it is the case that the eagles have established themselves as you know the kind of franchise that other teams want to emulate i think that is the most obvious we want to build what the eagles have built higher yeah yeah and and like uh you know the eagles are very uh from 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 what from what i hear it's 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 a it's a good workplace good organization to work in that said, if 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 you are if if you're ambitious about kind of moving up, like Howie's Howie's entrenched, right? Howie's entrenched, mm-hmm. and, and and so uh, sometimes it's kind of has you have to go elsewhere sometimes to. to I flourish. think from having talked to people in the organization, in other organizations, other organizations who have worked for the Eagles in the past, other organizations who people who haven't. My impression of what it's like to work for the Eagles in football operations is that it's a good place to work because they treat employees well in terms of compensation. And it's a winning, like it's fun to be part of a winning team. It is not a great place to work in terms of um, interpersonal relationships sometimes. And... uh, like the paranoia that exists sometimes and that sometimes people go elsewhere and like, Oh, this, this could actually be like a nice office to work. I didn't know that that was possible. Um, in football. Yeah. I also think winning tends to, yeah. Yeah. Winning tends to, to be a a good deodorant to, to that kind of stuff too. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you another one here. My second to last one, uh, a member of the Bo Wolf Camp Crush Core Four. <laughs> so Tanner McKee, Moro Ojimo, Christian Ellis, and Reed Blankenship. One of those four players, and it's more likely to be two of them, leads the Eagles defense in tackles. So, leads the defense. Leads the defense in tackles. Okay, right. So it's probably it. not going to be McKee. It's probably yeah. not going to be Ojimo, but I want to be covered just in case one of those two things happens. 
Okay. Um, it, it has it has been my stated position that I think that Christian Ellis might just be the best linebacker on the team. I think he will earn himself into a full-time role, and I think he may rack up some tackles. So he's the most likely one. I also think there's a possibility that, you know, there's injuries at linebacker and Reed Blankenship plays 17 games and racks up enough tackles to lead the team in tackles. So one of those two guys, one of those four guys, leads the team in tackles. like that. That's a good one. Uh, Jalen Carter. Your last one, right? Yep. Okay. So I, I have, I have two here. One's like really off the wall, but I'm trying to get a base hit here. And, and actually mm. I don't even think this is a base hit. I think this is more of like a, a double You're round on the record now is accepting it as a base hit. No. So no, uh, it's not a home run. I admit that, but it's a double rounding third. So rounding second. yeah, sorry. Rounding second, two thirds. So a reasonable pen professor could view this as a triple just saying uh jalen carter finishes in the top three on the eagles in sacks so that yes look that means more that's a single that is no better than a single single. sure okay so let's take sweat and reddick out of the conversation for a moment i almost knocked down my water (laughs) okay take sweat and reddick out of the conversation you're talking about Brandon Graham, double-digit sacks last year. Fletcher Cox, seven and a half sacks last year. Nolan Smith, who has a higher probability of Nolan getting Smith, to the quarterback around Smith. the edge. You're talking about your boy, Milton Williams, who you think is yeah. going to be like the second coming. Okay? You think – so you're talking about, um, A, you need Jalen Carter to play enough, okay, on third downs and passing downs. B, you need him to pressure the quarterback. You, of all people, who've been saying, oh, Defensive tackles don't rookie D tackles don't get sacks. Only here, only two rookie D tackles have had more than six sacks in a season. And now I'm saying a over team the last decade that had not, over the last decade, not ever. a team that had four players last year reach double digit sacks. Four. Okay. Jalen Carter, the rookie defensive tackle who's defying the odds, is going to finish top three on this team. I mean. Who says triples are lost? This is a triple right here. That's a base hit. Now, before we get to the merits of that, I, I do want to note just for everybody watching, um, please note next time Zach talks about their relationship that he mentioned every single person on defense who could potentially be in the top three in sacks and did not mention Derek Barnett. I will be sending that to Barnett's people. <laughs> uh and we'll see what he thinks about that. Um, it's 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 a good one because you know we're all going to be very focused on what Jalen Carter does. I, it's I think it's I think it's like it's 50-50. If you assume that Brandon Graham's not going to be as productive as he was, then it's like a race between Milton Williams and, and Jalen Carter. But then you've also you're bringing in potential uh, injuries to the the two guys on the outside. It's a fun one. What do you think that number is going to be? Water gun to your toe. Seven and a half. Wow, seven and a half sacks. That'd be pretty good. It'd be crazy if he gets seven and a half sacks, but is fourth on the team in sacks. That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. That, that, that mean they're in good. Yeah. All right, my last one. Uh, I'm gonna get a little bit, a little bit show specific here. You know, a little navel gazy. Uh, I hope this doesn't happen because I want her to take full advantage of the leave that she has, you know, rightfully earned. But something tells me we know she's a sicko, right? 
I just, I find it hard to believe. I hope she doesn't do this. I think that at some point before she officially is off of parental leave, Marissa Dunn will appear on Birds of Friends. I, well, that's a bunt single. What are you I mean, talking that's, about? That's she shouldn't happen. do that. <laughs> that's going to happen. Why that's, would it happen? happen? She's been on the chat, but that doesn't count. Yeah, to I be on maternity leave and fire up like the webcam to have to do that? That doesn't seem reasonable. I just think I it's think a level so. of her sicko dumb. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Okay. I think that's going to happen. <laughs> All right, we'll see. All right. We'll see. All right, Zach, let's uh let's talk predictions. Oh, the, well, we're doing those today, not Friday. Yeah, well, Friday is about the game predictions. Okay. All right. Uh yeah, so I'm I'm ready for this. Uh What's also interesting here is we'll find out because Marissa now has the power to give one of the two of us points. It's going to be fully in her control. If if she decides that she likes you better, she just won't come on the show. <laughs> if she decides, you know, no, that's okay. to service points, then she'll just do it. That's okay. So I'll 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 put it this. So I I I have them at eleven and six, but Ugh, I can see twelve and five. I have to. That's too bad. I can. I'm going back and forth between eleven and six and twelve and five. This schedule is hard, man. That that November December stretch, like, whew, you got to earn it. You got to earn it, man. And if you get injuries during that period, that uh, that 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 could affect you. So I, I have that. I have eleven and six. Okay. Um, I think the, uh, is that winning the division? Yes. Okay. Winning the division with a tiebreaker over the Cowboys. Okay. Okay. But not getting a first round bye. Okay. Home game in the first round. Okay. Uh, I have them winning the divisional round. I have them winning the championship round. And I have them losing in the Super Bowl. Again, walking through the fire yeah. twice. Yes. Dying uh, through smoke inhalation. Yeah. Um, to who? The Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, I mean. History is the best predictor, I guess. And, and I, I'm going back and forth there. Like I, I like the Bengals a lot too. I know Shield does. I like. Uh, I think the Bills are really like not getting the credit they deserve. I think the Ravens are an underdog. I think the the AFC has like five. I think the Chargers can make a legit case to win the Super Bowl. Okay. What about uh, the Jags? They I'm just as, played. They just played yeah. Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. What if Doug Peterson's yeah. next? Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> and again. I think that I think the Eagles are loaded. I think they're a really good team. And I think that the experience last year uh, will help them. I, I just, uh, yeah, I'm going with, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't have an official prediction yet. Um, I didn't know we were doing the, was that on the rundown? You didn't fill out Josiah's? Uh... Not yet. I was going to do that tonight. Oh. I, I've been, I've been tied up. 
Yeah, that, that, that I don't think that was on the rundown. No, but I, yeah. as I said predictions. Okay. Gonna, I mean, we're doing it in the written piece for tomorrow anyway. Six very specific predictions for you to defend this title. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. This uh, is what we do during this show. I'm sorry you don't remember what we do every year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, you got to speak your truth. Man, that would be tough. Yeah, getting there and Super Bowl rematch and losing again. So this Oof. is the thing. I don't think there's a team in the NFC that's better than them. Like, I, I, I don't think they're losing to the Cowboys in the playoffs. I don't think they're losing to the Niners in the playoffs. So I think the Eagles make the Super Bowl. I just, I, I like some of those AFC teams, man. Um, yeah, but maybe uh, going through the easier playoff road makes you better prepared than the teams who are going to have to go through the AFC gauntlet. Yeah, that too. That too. By the way, I, I don't think it's like a it, look. If if you're if you're picking a team to make the Super Bowl, that's that's really big deal, right? That's like, yeah. well, no, it's not a big deal. It's just a thing you're saying. It's, it's not. No, I'm just saying it's 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 not like you're like a hater. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, let's hear yours. Let's hear yours. Uh, I have the Eagles eleven and five as well. I have them not winning the division. I have the Dallas Cowboys winning the division. I have the Eagles entering the playoffs as the number five seed. In the first round, in the wild card round, the Eagles travel to Lambeau Field. And they get a, they get a W. They beat Jordan Love. In the second round, they got to go to Dallas. And they get a W. They go to the NFC Championship game. In the NFC Championship game, in their third consecutive playoff road game, they lose. That's where I have the, now the season ending. <laughs> Sorry to be, uh, I'm Dude. even less, uh, more anticlimactic than you. I have, uh, I have the Eagles. I think it's just really, it's just really, really hard. This last season was so special. I, I, I believe in uh, the power of Jalen Hurts. I believe in the incredible roster on offense. I just, I, the NFL is, there's too much unpredictability. I don't think they're, I, I just, I think they're going to fall in the NFC championship game and more smoke. So what's your, what's your Super Bowl pick? I haven't decided yet. You give me that <laughs> and you haven't decided yet. <laughs> I was going on the spot and I was saying that, come on. I mean, all right. I don't know. I'd like to be able to to uh, take credit for a few different things here. So uh, that's only as as only you can. Mm. Okay. Sorry, I feel bad for the listeners. It feel like it feels like they want they want to cancel birds with friends. They don't know. They're they're loyal listeners. Hmm. I hope so. Me too. All right, Zach. Are we doing uh, just one more show this week? Friday? Yeah, week Friday. One Friday, then post game. Yep. Okay. Well, I got to get in touch with Daniz. Uh, see what we can do. Anything else we need to pay attention to this week? Back at practice. Make sure. Uh, no, Hassan Reddick said he's 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 going to play. You got nothing to worry about there. By the way, um, I do think I, I I was meaning to say this. Are we underplaying the Reddick thing? 
Like, the do risk... you think missing the summer for him is 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 going to be a big deal? Is he going to take a step back? No, um, but I, I think the inability to, or struggles the grip could be something to pay attention to. Especially yeah. if they want him to throw the ball. <laughs> that would be a problem. Hmm. Okay, you're not you're not worried about Hassan Reddick. No, I'm not. I think Hassan Reddick can, can can get around the edge and hit a quarterback as well as anyone in the league. So we're okay. up there. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Some uh, some good predictions. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see if anybody gets on the board. So for uh, Zach and the entire arc of the universe in which the Eagles have always beaten the Jets, never lost to the Jets. Uh, for Woody Johnson and for uh, Maddie and all the Bermans, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you on Friday. And as always, we love you. Birds with friends.